Welcome to the Money Tree Real Estate Investor Podcast, where we learn from real estate professionals across the industry. They will share about how they got into real estate, the big wins they have celebrated, the mistakes they have made along the way, and the advice they have for anyone following in their footsteps. Money really does grow on trees. Hey everybody, it's William Hollins here for another episode of the Money Tree Real Estate Investor Podcast. I've got a special guest. He's just a jovial guy, got a great personality, Jay Connor in the building. Oh, my lands. I think that's my cue to say hello. Hey, yes. William, I am so excited to be here with you. So much gratefulness for you inviting me to come on the show to talk about my most passionate subject in real estate investing, and that's private money. Private money rocked mine and Carol Joy's world all the way back in 2009. And since that time, we've never missed out on a real estate deal for not having the funding. That's awesome, man. I can't wait to dive in with you. So where are you from, Jay? Right here in Eastern North Carolina in this little teeny tiny town called Moorhead City, North Carolina, population 8,000 people. We're right here on the coast at Atlantic Beach and Emerald Isle, North Carolina, hour and a half north of Wilmington, three hours north of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And here's the crazy thing. Our total target market is only 40,000 people. 40,000 people is all the market that we target. But guess what? We do two to three deals every month. Average profit, $78,000 per house that we do here in our local market. I don't say that to brag. I just say that to share the story. You don't have to be investing in a big market to really make some big money. Man, the big city, the big city. Well, I know you you just got back from Texas. We're recording. I did. Uh, I flew from Dallas-Fort Worth. Yeah. My wife, Carol Joy, one of her brothers, uh, she's one of seven kids, was celebrating a big old birthday out there in Dallas-Fort Worth. And um, sorry, our phones are ringing off the hook here. Anyway, celebrating a great big old birthday out there. So there were 31 of us in um, in one of the nephew's homes and did birthday and, you know, did the holiday together. Fantastic time. I tell you what, when I go to Dallas-Fort Worth, you know what? If I could just get me a little bit of brisket one time a day, it puts a smile on my face. And I don't want none of that lane cut stuff. I uh, want marbling. I want marbling. Right. I want the fat. I want the flavor. Yes, sir. Yeah, I get to, I get to that all the time. Pretty well, nice. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. I got to go back to Texas to get my brisket. I like that yes. sausage too. Yes, sir. We got some good food over here, man. So tell me more. You, you've rehabbed uh, 450 houses now. So uh, have you always been in real estate? How did you get started? Well, I actually was raised uh, in my family, my dad. I was raised around the housing industry. But it was the mobile home industry, manufactured housing. And you being from Texas, I know you've seen them single wides and double wides out in the countryside. You ain't seen them in Dallas-Fort Worth, but you go out there to Midland, Odessa and Amarillo and Altus, Oklahoma and Lawton, Oklahoma and Mesquite and Burleson out there. That's where the mobile homes are. So, you know, I was raised in that industry. In fact, that's how, why I moved to Texas way back when. Uh, my father had the, the largest mobile home or manufactured housing company in the nation up until the 1980s. So anyway, I was raised wow. around housing and all that. But in 2003, the financing on mobile homes, manufactured housing pretty much went away. 
And so I knew if I ever got out of uh, mobile homes and manufactured housing, I wanted to get into single family houses. We had this great friend and his wife still are Craig and Kim. They lived in Newburn, North Carolina, here in Eastern North Carolina. And in 1993, sorry, I don't think you were around back then, but back in 1993, they, uh, they bought this house that they flipped. And they made $30,000 in 90 days. And I was trying to make $3,000 on a single wide mobile home. I said, hey, if I ever get out of the mobile home business, I'm getting into single family houses and flipping and all that. So, yeah, 2003 is when Carol Joy and I started on this adventure. We've rehabbed now over 475 houses here in the local area. Um, we've done more deals than that, you know, terms deals, buying subject to the existing notes, seller financing and all that kind of stuff. But as far as rehabs go, we've done a lot of houses. And um, so, yeah, we've been on this journey since uh, full time, since 2003. That's pretty awesome. I like that you you had that background in real estate. You know, that's special. A lot of people don't get started at an early age in real estate and get exposure to it until much later. Well, I can't really say I had exposure to real estate because everything we did with mobile homes was personal property. Now, land home deals did come along there towards the end where we'd put a double wide on somebody's land and get a, and, and then that house or mobile home becomes real property. Real property but by right. and large, I'm sorry. Yeah, it becomes real property. Yes, sir. Yeah. But by and large, you know, we were selling personal property, you know, like a car is personal property. So as far as real estate, investing in real estate and all that, it really was all brand new to me uh, okay. in 2003 because, you know, we had retail dealer dealerships, you know, instead of having cars at the dealership, we had mobile homes at the dealership, you know. So really, uh, this whole world was was brand new to me back in 2003. My first year, I only did three houses because I wanted to be sure I sort of knew what I was doing. And let me tell you something. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I mean, I was clueless as to what uh -huh. I was doing. I mean, uh -huh. don't start this business if you're listening to this show. Don't start this business without working with somebody that knows what they're doing. Because, oh, my Lance, I made hundreds of thousands of dollars in mistakes those first six years that I was in the business. And of course that was six years prior to me even knowing anything about private money. But yeah, my first year I did three deals and, you know, we started growing from there. But when I started out, I didn't know anything about private money, never heard of private money, didn't know anything about self-directed IRAs. I was just using the local bank with an unsecured line of credit uh, okay. So that's how I started out, right? Until I got into got into this world of private money. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that so much. Well, let's dive into the private money more. So, you know, let's let's hear more more about that. What does that mean? And you know, why did you start utilizing that uh, source of debt <laughs> or equity, even? Well, I can tell you how I did not start using private money. I just didn't wake up one day and say, "Hey, I think I'll go raise me some private money." You know. It didn't work that way. I mean, growth takes place in the valley, right? Growth doesn't take place when you're on top of the mountain. And let me tell you something. When somebody tells you that that problem you got is an opportunity, that's BS. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, look, I had a problem. I didn't have an opportunity. Let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what happened, William. So I remember like it was yesterday. 
So here in North Carolina, believe it or not, we actually still have handsets like telephones that I've have never cords. seen one before. What is they that? <laughs> I know they have cords attached to them. You know, can you believe that? Anyway, I remember like it was yesterday. It was January 2009. I've been doing this. I've been investing in real estate now for six years from 2003 to 2009. I picked up this phone and I called my banker. His name was Steve. I had had a conversation with Steve, my banker, like I'm getting ready to share many, many times for six years. And I called him up and I told him about these two houses that I had under contract here in the local area. They represented over $100,000 in profit. So I called him up, told him about the deals, how much money was required to fund the deal, and when my closing was. Well, I learned on that phone call, William, that my line of credit at the bank had been closed, shut down, no notice, cut off. And I had a great credit score, always been on time with my payments for six years. And I'm talking to my banker. I said, I said, what is, why is my line of credit shut down? He says, Jay, don't you know there's a global financial crisis going on right now since 2007? I said, no, Steve, I didn't know nothing about no global financial crisis, but now I got a crisis going on, <laughs> right? I mean, I got my two houses under contract. Yeah. I thought you still had my line of credit, and now you've shut me down with no notice. So I took that phone, and I hung up the phone, and I sat here for a second at this desk, this very desk. I sat here, and I thought to myself, who can help me with my problem? This weren't no opportunity. I got a problem, right? Who can help me with my problem? And you know, there's a great book that came out a couple of years ago by Dr. Benjamin Hardy and Dan Sullivan called Not How, But Who. Oh, yeah. 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 Who. yeah. yeah. By the way, Dr. Benjamin Hardy is a, is a friend of mine, and that's another story. But anyway, so I said, who can help me with my problem? So I picked up the phone again. And I called my friend Jeff, who lived in Greensboro, North Carolina at the time. And I told him what had just happened with me and my banker. Jeff said, well, Jay, welcome to the club. I said, what club? He said, the club of losing your line of credit at the bank. They just cut me off last week. <laughs> I said, well, how are you going to fund your deals? He says, well, have you heard about private money? I said, no. He said, have you heard about self-directed IRAs? I said, no. He said, well, that's how I'm funding my deals. So I studied private money, not hard money, not hard money lenders, but private money, how to do business with individuals that want to be passively involved in real estate and, you know, fund deals. So I learned about it. So I put my program together. What do I mean by that? my program? My program, my private money program that I was going to teach people that I knew in my own, you know, network. And so, you know, Holland, the old traditional way of borrowing money is you go to the bank, you get on your hands and knees, you put your hands underneath your chin, and you say, please fund my deal, please fund my deal, right? Well, not in this world. In this world, we don't ask for a mortgage, we offer a mortgage. You see, we get to set the rate, we set the terms, we set the frequency of payment, we set the loan to value and all that. So anyway... I hung up from Steve, my banker. I learned about private money. So I started teaching people my private lending program, what rate I would pay, how they can earn high rates of return safely and securely. I started teaching them about self-directed IRAs and how they can take 
their current retirement funds and move them over to a self-directed IRA company, penalty-free, tax-free, how they can earn unlimited money per year tax-free. I got one private lender by the name of Larry that just last year earned $72,000 tax-free, right? So I started teaching people as to what this is. So they would tell me, well, look, how do I get started? Do I write you a check? No, you do not write me a check. You just tell me what you got to work with. Is it investment capital? Do I need to introduce you to the self-directed IRA company? So I know how much they have to work with, right? I'll put your money to work for you. So then I hadn't asked for any money. I taught them my program. They love it. And then in a week or two, I call them up. And here's the magic script, William. Here's the magic script. How do you get that deal funded without asking for any money? So William, let's say you're one of my new private lenders. Let's say that you've told me you got $150,000 to invest and you know, you're ready to go. You're ready to go. So I call you up, William. And here's exactly what I say to you. I say, William, I've got great news for you. I can now put your money to work. I got a house in Newport with an after repaired value of $200,000. I can put your $150,000 to work and fund that deal because I'm not going to borrow more than 75% of the after repaired value. Closing is, and you already know that because I taught you the program. Closing is next Thursday. So you'll need to have your funds wired to my closing attorney next Wednesday. And I'm going to have my attorney email you the wiring instructions. End of conversation. You see, I didn't ask you if you wanted to fund the deal. That's the most stupid question in the world I could ask you. Of course you want to fund the deal. You've been waiting for the phone call for me to put your money to work, you see? And particularly if you had retirement funds and I had introduced you to my preferred self-directed IRA company and you've transferred that $150,000 over to there, you ain't making no money. It's sitting right there. You're waiting for the phone call for me to put your money to work. I've never asked anybody for money and I got more money chasing me now than ever before. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> Pretty cool. I like it a lot. Um, wow. Passive investors in real estate are able to receive a check every month. Some people call that mailbox money. We say money really does grow on trees. Visit the website at biggerpictureholdings.com where we have a ton of free resources to help you learn more about planting your very own money tree. So I know you, you're also doing the coaching as well now, right? You coach other people? Yes. I work with real estate investors like you, William, and um, I work with them to teach them exactly how I do this private money world and this private money thing and how to get private money, you know, attracted and chasing you. And, you know, one thing I teach is how to never take any of your own money to the closing table when you buy a property. I mean, who wants to get paid to buy properties and take none of your own money to the closing table? I mean, that right there makes the hair stand up on the back of my neck, right? My real estate attorney, I love on the check stuff. I always pick up a $40,000, $50,000 check when I buy a property, take none of my own money. And the phrase on her check, I absolutely love. I pick up the check. By the way, my real estate attorney's office is right next door to mine. That's convenient, right? So anyway, we'll walk over next door and get the check. On the check stuff, when I buy the property, it says excess cash to close. 
Let me tell you, William, I love me some excess cash, right? So I always pick up a check when I'm buying the property. So yeah, I started using private money and mining Carol Joy's own real estate investing business in 2009. And then in 2011, I got totally bored, William. I got a fantastic team. We're doing two to three deals a month, you know, making more than seven figures a year, net, net, net. I got an acquisitionist. I got an interior designer. I got contractors. I got project managers. And what's, what's little old Jay going to do? I mean, what am I going to do, right? So I went to one of my mentors and I said, what's next? He said, well, Jay, what are you really good at? I said, well, I'm really good at raising a lot of money and really fast. He said, well, start teaching people what you do and what, you, what you're good at. So in March of 2011, I held my first event in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, started teaching real estate investors how to get all the funding and money they would want for their deals. And so I've been doing the business since 2003, and I've been teaching and working with real estate investors since 2011 on how to get the money. And I tell you something, William, that just drives me absolutely bonkers, drives me nuts, right? I'm talking, as they say in Texas, goofball, drives me goofball. Well, what drives me goofball is, is listening to some of these real estate educators out there and they'll say, and I know you've heard this, William, I'm getting ready to say it and I know you've heard it. They'll say, oh, just get the deal under contract. The money will show up. Just get the deal under contract. The money will show up. That's the most stupid thing in my life I ever heard in my life. It's like, where is the money going to show up? Is it going to like rain out of the clouds or something? So I say, look, get the money lined up first. The money comes first. There's always going to be deals and do the business the way I do it. I'm telling you, I got students all the time getting more than $500,000 in private money ready to go in 30 to 90 days. Think how much more confident. Think how much more off, how many more offers you're going to make when you've got hundreds of thousands of dollars burning a hole in your pocket and you can close in seven days. I make all my offers where you can close in seven days. You'll get more offers accepted, particularly from FISBOs for sale by owners. When you tell them you can close all cash in seven days, you'll have other real estate investors or competitors offering more money, but they can't close for 30 days or 45 days. I'm putting the check in their pocket in seven days. You get more offers uh, accepted when you're offering to pay all cash and you can close in seven days. Yeah, I completely agree. It's hard to compete with that. That's what I say. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you mentioned something earlier that's a topic that I think a lot of people have a misunderstanding of. And I'd love to just hear more about uh, how you how you would describe subject to. You mentioned that earlier. Um, sure. I'd love to just be educated on that topic a little bit more. Sure. So when we say buy a property or a house subject to the existing mortgage, here's what that means. So you're only going to use this strategy when you are buying directly from the owner, known as a FISBO, known as a for sale by owner. So buying subject to the existing note means that the owner of that property is willing and agreeable to sell you the property, transfer title, transfer deed, transfer ownership, into your entity, your LLC or whatever entity that you're buying in. By the way, side note, don't ever buy a piece of real estate in your personal name. Never. Ask me how I know. Never buy a piece of real estate in your personal name. So going into your LLC or your land trust or whatever. So they're going to transfer ownership. You agree. So how are you going to fund it? You agree to make their mortgage payments 
and keep them current. So the first question that comes to mind is who in the world in their right mind would sell you their house, leave the mortgage in their name. By the way, this is not assuming the mortgage. This is not assuming the mortgage. Assuming the mortgage means the current mortgage holder or the lender is now going to approve you to assume the mortgage. The lender is not involved in this negotiation at all. You're not assuming the mortgage. You're agreeing to make the payments. So you may be asking the question, who in the world in their right mind would agree to sell you their house and transfer ownership and trust you to make their payments? I can tell you who will do it, and I've done it hundreds of times. A distressed seller. They're either financially distressed, they need debt relief, or the property is distressed, or both. And so, by the way, this is nothing that your closing agent has got to make up on the HUD settlement statement. It's already on line 203. It might be line 204, come to think of it. But it's either line 203 or 204 on the HUD settlement statement. For the funding, it says, subject to existing mortgage, right? So that's how you're funding the deal. And by the way, those are some of the most profitable deals you'll do. I mean, everybody in the nation within the last two or three years has refinanced their house down to 2.5%, right? So if you're buying one of them houses, you're getting money at 3%, right? When you're buying it subject to the existing note. That's awesome. That's really incredible. Yeah, I think I think that's a, a definitely an opportunity uh, in this, this day and age and right now. For sure, William. Well, Jay, it's been great to have you today. I've really enjoyed it. Learned a lot. And, uh, you know, I know you've got a, a book. We'll, we'll leave a link uh, so people can get that book with just paying shipping and handling. Uh, what's what's another any other ways that people can get a hold of you today? Sure. So we've got the book, which is called Where to Get the Money Now, subtitle, How and Where to Get Money for Your Real Estate Deals Without Relying on Institutional or Hard Money Lenders. So again, we're not talking hard money, talking about doing business with individuals. You can get the book, um, and it's a real book. Like, this is not an ebook. We're going to ship you the book at Jay Connor. By the way, I'm an ER and not an OR. So you can go to www.jayconner, J-A-Y, C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash book, right? So you can connect with me there. You can also follow me on my podcast. I know this is going to absolutely amaze you, but the name of my podcast is Raising Private Money with Jay Connor. So I'm on iTunes, Spotify, and, and all the platforms as well. And um, hey, if you want to hang out with me twice a month on Zoom, uh, I've got the Private Money Academy membership. We have hundreds and hundreds of members in the membership, and I go live on Zoom twice a month. I'll give you free access to check it out. Come hang out with me. We talk private money. Uh, we dissect deals, answer any questions. You can come check that out at jconnor.com forward slash trial, and come check out the Private Money Academy membership as well. Yes, sir. Well, Jay, thank you so much. It's been great to have you today. William, it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much. Like and subscribe below. A new episode will air every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Are you looking for more content? Visit our website, biggerpictureholdings.com. And remember, money really does grow on trees.